0: Turn in your Bibles to Matthew 21, if you will. Everybody's going to have those palm leaves. If your neighbor starts to fall asleep during the message, use that like a horse whip. <laughs> if they look at you, just say the pastor Uh, why don't we go here to verse 9 in matthew 21 thank you to all those who worked hard to be a part and make ccs fest happen you could smell that barbecue from miles away wow all those who worked so hard to volunteer and be a part of that we honor the hard work the success many contacts that were made people that were Able to get a feel for some of the members of Calvary Tabernacle, and we honor that opportunity. All right, Word of the Lord, Matthew 21. I think we've got the leaves passed out. I think our Bibles are open. Verse 9, we're going to read it together here, and the multitude that went before, that followed, cried, saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. Everybody say, Hosanna. That's what they said. Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Then they said it again. Hosanna. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna in the highest. And when he was come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this what do you mean who is this can't you hear them crying can't you hear them shouting hosanna hosanna because his his name was not hosanna his name was jesus the multitude said in response to their question this is jesus prophet of nazareth of galilee we'll stop there In our reading for today, I would ask everybody in the building, if you will, would you pray with me right now that the Lord would do it in His intended purpose with His Word here today? Come on, on the platform and in the pew and the main level, in the balcony, every person that's here, would you lift your hands and would you lift your voices and would you pray these words? God, let Your Word speak to me today. God, I pray that You would help me I pray that you would help me to preach the way that I feel it. I pray that you would help me, oh God, to honor your word and honor your story and preach to these great people in this house. It's our desire that you would be magnified. We ask for your help in the mighty name of Jesus Christ and let everyone in the building say amen. Amen. God bless you and you may be seated. We understand that there are four gospels to speak of here, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in our normal study of scripture. And when you read this particular story, you can read it what individuals that produce film or write books, they might tell you that you can read it from four different points of view or POVs. But truthfully, there is really one perspective that is being relayed to four different types of people, four different instances. And when we read, we really get these little snippets, if you will, of the story. But we know that Jesus has already been healing the sick. He's already been opening blinded eyes. He's already been raising people from the dead. We know that even Lazarus in this mighty testimony is part of drawing a great crowd. Jesus, please hear me, was not great the day that the crowd started shouting Hosanna. He was good when nobody was shouting Hosanna. He was perfect when nobody was acknowledging him he was matchless when they thought he was just another prophet he was matchless when they thought he was just another teacher his goodness was not and is not predicated upon the opinions of men he does not need the opinion of a man or a woman to make him great and in this moment though we are seeing a a contrast as it were we're seeing a contrast in timing, so to speak. We have got different people with a different perspective. How many know that different people can have a different perspective of the same person? Let me explain it to you uh, in a very basic way. There might be someone, Brother McDore, that that you don't have a very good opinion of, and yet when you talk to so-and-so, they think they're the greatest person in the world. Have you ever felt a conflicting perspective about someone? You hear them talking. I, I, I've, I've had this conversation before at, at times with people where they came and, and they were talking about an individual wanted me to be aware and I, I found myself thinking, that's not the so-and-so that I know. And so we understand that there can be different perspectives, different perspectives perspectives. But I need to tell you that regardless of perspective, God is good. Turn to two or three people and tell them regardless of perspective, he's a good God. Well, the doctor doesn't think he's able. Regardless of that perspective, he is a good God. Brother Lopez, well, I didn't see it in the first day. I didn't see it in the first week. But yet you can get up here months later and say, regardless of perspective, he is a good God. He is a healer. He, he is a deliverer. There's at least three key groups that are there. This Passover crowd composing of those at least three groups. We've got the Jews living in Jerusalem. We've got the crowd from Galilee. And we've got the people who have seen Jesus raise Lazarus from the dead. Now, if I'm a part of the last group, I'm telling you, I'm a part of the wild bunch. He is not just another man. When I know that he has raised the dead, that's why we act the way we do in the Pentecostal church without giving apology. We know what we've seen him do. Some in here might say, no, I I haven't seen him raise anybody from the dead. Well, you ought to look in the mirror because maybe not physically dead by some nurse giving the affirmation, but we were all dead in our sins and unto trespasses, but he came into our life and he worked something out on our behalf and it was not a small thing when he reached into... When he reached into your life, don't let it get so far that it ever becomes a small thing that he raised you from where you were headed and who you could be and who you would be. And so if I'm a part of the Lazarus group, I'm looking at them and saying, say what you want, but I know who he is. Make fun of us if you want, but I know who he is. And there is an interesting part of this story to understand this is in fact, where before they enter into Jerusalem, they've come to the Mount of Olives. They've come to Bethany. They get to this place. And it is here where Jesus tells a couple of disciples and says, I want you to go into the village that is next to us. The the village that is opposite us. And there you will find this donkey. You will find it tied up. Matthew's gospel says you've got the adult and you've got that, that, that baby, that colt. And, and it is a donkey. Everybody say it's a donkey. He does not ride in on a stallion. Okay, this is not a horse. Just so that we're aware of what the Bible says here. He rides in on a donkey on purpose. It's understandable, even if you study the history of the, of the Old Testament and look into the book of 1 Kings. When kings went to war, they rode on a horse. But when kings rode during times of peace, they rode on a donkey. And it was the fulfillment you can go to Psalm chapter 118 and you can go to Zechariah chapter 9 and verse 9 and you can read that what is taking place here in the book of Matthew and Mark and Luke and John is the fulfillment of prophecy that he would come riding upon that donkey and it would be that that king of peace and he would come riding in and the Bible says so when they went to that next village they were to begin to take that colt and if anyone asks you, you tell them that the Lord has... Has need of it. And we have seen some theologians, Brother Massingale, some theologians have tried to reason away r- that this was a pre-arranged setup by Christ. And they point to somewhere else in the gospels. Now, first and foremost, even if it was, I'd be okay with that. But the truth is, I think that he was teaching that he had dominion over everything, not just over the beasts of the field, which we had already seen spoken but he also had dominion over the hearts of people if desired. And so when they said the Lord needs it, and I've said this before, some of us couldn't handle that kind of power. If we could just say, well, I'm going to take this because the Lord needs it. Some of us would get ourselves arrested over stuff like that. But they lead this young colt that no one had set upon, a donkey that no one had rode upon, and they bring it to Christ. And it's all a part of the preparation. It had been tied up and waiting. I think that's a beautiful part of this story, that the colt was tied up and waiting. People could have been frustrated that the answer wasn't here, but the Lord know, I've already had the answer tied up. I've had... <laughs> I've had the answer tied up for the appropriate time. And when the time gets appropriate, I'll loose what I could have loosed all along. I could have loosed that coat last week. I could have loosed it yesterday, but it wasn't timing. And if I give you the the right thing in the wrong time, it won't be time. So I've had something tied up waiting on a moment like this. Don't be frustrated by what you do not see yet, because the Lord probably already has it tied up on your prepared... My, 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 it's set up on your behalf and waiting. And so they untie that coat. And in fact, there is a question, as there should have been. Where are you going with my donkey? Come on, you'd ask that question. And they turn around and say, well, the Lord has need of it. And the person just said, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. And it begins to lead that that, that young donkey that no man had set upon and brings it to Christ and when he brings it to Christ we watch it played out in the gospels that some begin to lay their, their garments on the top of it and now here becomes this processional and they begin to lead Christ. Now you got to picture it. you got to become a little creative right now. You've got to get a mental image and allow it to play out in your mind that Christ the Messiah in flesh is upon this donkey. He's setting on this donkey on the garments and now as far as you can see, people are starting to lay down garments and people are starting to lay down palm branches. And as he begins to ride forward into Jerusalem, the people begin to shout and the people begin to cheer. And it is no confusion what they're cheering. They're saying a word that starts with H and ends with Hosanna. What are they saying? Somebody say it like you know what they're saying. Come on, shout it again like you know what they're saying. Hosanna Hosanna to the son of David. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. And somewhere along the way in the church, I'm going to preach, don't worry, just wait a second. Somewhere along the way, though, people begin to read that scripture, not recognize what they're saying, thinking that they have come up with a name for Christ. But really what they're doing is they're not giving a name for Christ. They're shouting a Hebrew word, Hosanna, which really means save us. They're shouting a word. And here comes Jesus riding into Jerusalem where Caesar has been set up with kings and they're beheading and killing anybody that tried to take any kind of authority or call themselves a king in the place of Caesar. And here comes Jesus not on a stallion but on a donkey in a time of peace knowing you do what you want in, in, in Jerusalem but I am the prince of peace. And he climbs on that donkey and the people begin to lay those garments and they begin to lay those palm leaves and all of a sudden what begins to break through the atmosphere is the word of believers. Hosanna! 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 And they cried it again and again and they took those leaves and they waved those leaves and they took those garments and they spread those garments and they took those voices and they shouted Hosanna to the King of David. They shouted Hosanna, Lord save us. And what they were doing was they were saying, we don't love like the way we're living we've always believed that the king would come but they were still in a place please hear me they were still in a place where their view of his kingdom was different than the actuality of his kingdom they were still believing brother brown that when he comes as a king he's going to get caesar out of our lives and get all these taxation out of our lives some of y'all still praying that He was praying that he was going to overthrow these governments that were setting themselves up and these people were be. I mean, of course he can overthrow this government. I mean, he's been healing blind and he's been healing the deaf and he's been, my God have mercy, you don't know he's raising the dead. He can come into this and he can make our life here on earth more comfortable. But it was never about making life on earth more comfortable. And they were shouting, Hosanna, save us. And he's riding on that donkey thinking, that's exactly what I've come to do. But I've not come here so that the world could accept us. I've come here so that you could know you're greater than this world. I've come here so that you can know you're greater than the government that's been set up. I've come here so you can know that your kingdom is greater than Caesar's kingdom. It's greater than a government kingdom. It's greater than some taxation kingdom. I've come to ride in Jerusalem so even the religious leaders would have to begin to question question and wonder, who am I? I want the the lips of every believer to have to look at people who do not know and say, how do you not know? That is Jesus. He is Jesus of Nazareth. How do you not know who that is? And they cry, "Jose." And the government is not ready for it. The church is celebrating and the government is frustrated. And the Pharisees get beside themselves. The religious leaders are overwhelmed. Who are they praising? They're supposed to be praising our systems. Whose name are they calling? They're supposed to be calling Caesar's. Who are they bowing before? They're supposed to bow. And all the while, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. But the trouble with this story is a large portion of the same group that's crying Hosanna will within the week be crying crucified. And it's at the root of that very word, Hosanna. I want you to save me, but if you don't, I'll turn on you. Boy, I feel it. I'm just trying to get where I'm trying to get right now. I'm going to cry Hosanna with the crowd because it is much easier to cry Hosanna with the crowd than it is to live holy when no one else is. It's easy to affirm you when the crowd is all crying. Well, give me a palm branch if everybody's got a palm. I'll tear one off. Hey, Hosanna. But in a week from now when somehow it seems like he's weak and he's walked in as a as a sheep before her shears is dumb and he looks despised and rejected of men and, and mm. When he walks in amongst the crowd and they have the power, how do they have the power to grab him if he's really a king? How do they have the power to scourge him if he's really a king? How do they have the power to beat him if he's really a king? You promised me false goods. You, t- you told me he raised Lazarus. I didn't see it. I don't believe it. You you told me he was a king. I, I can't believe that that's, that's true. He would be able to get out of this. And even, even they were going to look at him and say, Are you a king? And he's finally going to open his mouth and say, My kingdom is not is not of this world. Ladies and gentlemen, can I tell you the fact that he was willing to be grabbed is the reason to cry Hosanna even the greater. The fact that he was willing to walk to that whipping post and take the stripes upon his body is the great It's an even greater reason to say, save us, O Lord. The fact that he was willing to walk that with a broken body towards Calvary's hillside, it was not because he was weak, it was because he was strong. It was because he had men and women on his mind, and he had souls on his heart, and he was bearing the sin He was bearing the sin. And so while some, while some were gonna be willing to turn away from him, isn't it amazing that here we are this many thousand years later and the one God church is the church that's growing and the one God church is... I'm not looking for fair weather praisers. I'm not looking for fair season worshipers. I'm looking for men and women, not that your life is perfect, but you found out he is my Hosanna. He is the one that saves. He is the one that's worthy. He is the one who's good. He is the one who's grace. He's beyond compare. I'm going to tell somebody right now. He rode on a donkey to symbolize peace and regardless of what you're dealing with, the troubles of Jerusalem and the week ahead of him did not torment the fact. He could have rode in on a real cold. He could have rode in on a horse, but he got on a donkey and it was to teach us everything's alright. Everything's going to be alright. Everything's going to be just fine. I feel like he's trying to reach into he wants to ride into somebody's situation today and you feel like everything Everything's been overwhelming. He's riding into your situation. And the Bible, the Bible would let you know the Lord rides on a swift cloud. He he can show up right in the middle. How many have found him to be good? Not, Not things, but him. He's good. Palm Sunday is the representation. Somebody I say, "Why? why would we have Palm Sunday when we know he's about to walk to the cross? Because we celebrate the fact that for us, he suffered and he bled and he died. And what some of them couldn't understand, he was saving them. He was saving. How can I go from doing this to doing this? I don't know him. No, no, I don't believe like that. How can I go from this to this? If somewhere in my mind, I've decided that he should do it the way I want it, to create it the way I should want it to look, that the government should be put together. Now listen, I'm going to say this real calm because I'm not doing this for applause. I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. The government is not our God. The government is not our God. What do we do? In what? Well, are you Republican or Democrat or Independent? Or come on, what are we going to do if there's a war? What are we going to do if so and so gets in office? What are we going to do if so and so passes this bill? What are we going to do if so? Tell hey, you what I'm going to do. Some of you that don't even have a loud voice anymore, you ought to just lift. You ought to get in alignment. Oh, Pastor Carson, that's unnecessary. That's symbolism. No, I want him to know. We know what you were doing. We know what you were doing. You were about to kick in the doors of death, hell, and the grave, and let the enemy know the cross wasn't too bad for me, and the tomb wasn't too strong. Hosanna! Come and save us. Save your people. Save us from our sin. Save us from our thinking. Save us from our wayward ways. He is your, I want you to lift your hands with me all over the room. He is our Savior. Hosanna. 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 Come on, lift your voices if you will. Pray, Hosanna, Hosanna! If you're able to, I wish somebody to lift your voice and say Hosanna, Hosanna. Brother Ben, they said, Hosanna to the son of David. When they said it, all they had to do, I don't care if they heard somebody else say it. Hosanna the son of Okay. Hosanna to the son of David. They got in alignment with Old Testament, with the prophetic promise of your kingdom. There'll be no. And then somebody else said, Hosanna in the highest. And what they're saying with palm branches in their hand and garments on the ground was you're the God of the earth and you're a God of the... They're saying what he had already displayed, but not to the crowd. He had already let them know all power in heaven and in earth belongs you got to imagine. Listen, you've got to imagine the temperature of the government while he's riding in on a donkey. He's riding in on a donkey, and here they are lining the streets saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna to the Son of David. And you wonder why they're mad. I'm not confused why they're mad, Brother Sleeve. I know why they're mad. Because he is riding in saying, no matter how big you've set your government up, I'm bigger and I'm greater and I'm stronger. And I got news for the church in 2022. You need to hear me right now. He's about to catch the church up out of this earth. He is about to return for his bride. He is, you listen to me. He's about to return for a bride that is without spot and is without blemish. It is without whip. Who is that church? I'll tell you who that church is. The church that even though the government has set something up and they are absolutely trying to degrade Christianity like never before. I'm going to preach what I feel. I'm gonna preach what I feel right now when they're trying to make our young people confused with their identity. I know I'm online. I don't care who hears me. You listen to me right now. We believe that men should be men and women should be women and men should marry women. Women should marry men. I don't care how many letters you put in the acronym. There is right and there is wrong. Come on, nature. It's The government doesn't want that. So what am I doing? I'm saying, Hosanna! Hosanna! Save us! I wish you would praise him right now. I wish you'd cry, Hosanna, right now. Hosanna! 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 Come on, somebody needs him to be Hosanna in your family. You need him to be Hosanna in your marriage. You need him to be Hosanna. But I'm telling you, we all need him to be Hosanna in this world. We need him to be the Savior right now. Right now, right now. If you know me well, you know I wouldn't offend anybody. I wouldn't offend you for a million dollars, but at the same token, I wouldn't coddle sin for a million either. I'm not some hireling. Come on, believer. You're not, some paid, you're not some paid crowd member that shows up and says, let's do this unless he doesn't do it the way we want it. That's not who we are. Well, pastor, if you didn't preach, if you didn't preach the name so strong. I'm going to be real honest with you. We've had people leave this church in the last year because I was preaching Jesus too much. I'm going to tell you right now, I've had some people that haven't liked when I've talked about separation from the world. Jesus, you know, you know, they're liable to beat you for this. You just put me on the donkey. What I'm about to get into, you can't do what I'm about to ride into. You can't ride into What I'm about to eat, I'm setting up something. And I'm telling you in the last days, God is pouring out his spirit upon flesh. And you hear me right now. This is not to excite you. This is to get in alignment with heaven. They're at a place right now where they're looking for truth churches. And they're looking for doctrine. And they're looking for those who know what they believe. And so I want to be clear about what we believe. We believe that he is the savior of the world. We believe that there is none like him. I believe in dancing. I believe in shouting. I believe in singing him. I believe in... Why? Hosanna! Not just here on the earth, but in heaven. And so what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get the atmosphere of heaven to get matched here on the earth. I'm trying to... If you don't like praising God, heaven won't fit you well. You need to hear that right now. Well, I don't like all that. What do you think you're going to do for eternity? I'm telling you, you're going to have a whew, you're going to have a body where your joints don't hurt anymore, and you. <speaking in Spanish> You're going to be able to get on those streets of gold and see that mansion they sang about. But it's not going to be about that mansion. And it's not going to be about those streets. And it's not going to be about those gates. Get me to the throne. Get me to the throne. Hosanna. 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 I want us to just take a minute and praise God. I want you to stand to your feet all over the house and praise God. If you got one in palm leaves, I just go ahead and raise it. Just let's just Hosanna in the highest, Hosanna in the highest, Hosanna. what about the crowd that's going to walk away? We're not going to be the crowd that walks away. Come on, who's committed to being a part of the church that will not walk away? That will not walk away, but you're a part of the church that says, Hosanna, good days and bad days. Hosanna, ups and downs. Hosanna, good reports and bad reports. Hosanna, Hosanna. I need as many as are comfortable. I need you to come down here with your palm leaves and fill this altar. Come on, all the way around. Let's wrap around this place and lift those palm leaves. Just bring your worship to the front right now. Come on, lift your worship unto the Lord. Come on, with hands lifted, begin to cry, Hosanna. Hosanna, come on, when you come, just lift that palm. Somebody needs to tell him, I know you're still good. I know you're still merciful. I know you are our Savior. You are my deliverer. You are my healer. You are my way maker. You are my strong tower. You are my defense. Come on, somebody needs to lift that and say, we don't worship Caesar. We don't worship the president. We don't worship government. We worship the Prince of Peace. We magnify the King of Kings. We exalt the name above every name. Come on, this is meant for more than Easter dramas. This is meant for worshipers who can get in alignment with the acknowledgement of who he is. Come on, I think they got a baptism or they're going to get ready. I want us to worship God for a few minutes before we move. If you've been in an overwhelming situation, I challenge you to start worshiping him right now. You need him to move in your life, I challenge you to start worshiping. Hosanna. Come on, son of David. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna in the highest. On, I know you got bills due. Hosanna. I know you got a relationship issue, maybe, but Hosanna. Somebody shout, Hosanna! Son of David, Hosanna in the heights! It's the Son of David and the Son of Man, the Rose of Sharon, the fairest of ten thousand to us, Lily of the Valley, Bright and Morning Star, the Wheel in the middle of the Wheel. you don't understand I cry Hosanna because I know He loves me I cry Hosanna because I know He's the Savior Brother Ross I been walking in that room and I don't mean to make it so public but I don't, I don't understand it other than to tell you as a pastor you feel things that can be overwhelming I love for Brother Senior and walking into that room and watching his, his body and yet getting that call this morning, 907. 907. Probably never forget it. We walked in that room the other day to pray and when we pray, I'm telling you, it was like the glory of God <laughs> settled in that room. They called me at 907. The first thing in my flesh was to be sorrowful until. I recognized that to be absent with the body. You know what he told him the other day? He said, I'm just waiting on my ride. The Lord is not intimidated by death. I see him riding on that donkey, bringing the peace, bringing the peace to Jerusalem. But I see him moving into this house today, trying to give peace to someone who will praise him. It's right to praise him. It's right to worship him. I said it's right to worship here. Here's what I want you to do. Find you a few people. You're probably by people you don't normally get to praise with and worship with and stuff like that. Let's do this. Just kind of look around, get you an assessment of who's in the crowd by you. Get a good look at them. Don't make it awkward, but get a good look. And I want you to hear me. This is who he's being cosign for. This, this is who he's trying to save. This is who he's trying to, oh, Pastor Carson, we're already saved. Not until we get to glory. Come on, it's an everyday walk. It's an everyday journey. There's men and women that are in the crowd around you right now that have struggles you do not know about. You hear me right now? They got struggles you don't know about. Burdens you don't know about. But I'm gonna tell you what we can do. Right now, in the midst of this, we can say, I'm gonna worship with you believing that the Prince of Peace is about to ride into your life and the Prince of Peace is about to take care of some things on your behalf. Jesus knew it was about to get worse before it got better. He knew there was about to be denial. He knew the beating was coming. He knew the cross was coming. But he knew after it got worse, it was gonna get better wouldn't be long before his body was going to resurrect. He was going to walk amongst the... Come on, I want you to worship with that one near you. I want you to worship with them right now. I want you to praise God with them. Praise team. Come on, go ahead and sing. And I want us to worship in this house on this palm song.